Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, there's like gastronomical, like foodie kind of things, kind of getting old. But I, I, I'm asking. Hey, it was already in the beginning. I'm starting. They call it farmer table. I like to call it barf to table. It's just like. <laughs> Hi, I'm Helen Holliman, Editor-in-Chief of Munchies, and welcome back to Munchies, the podcast. On today's episode, we're hanging out with Cole Alexander and Jared Swilly, founding members of Vice Records' very own Black Lips. The Black Lips have been making music for nearly 20 years, and their live shows are the stuff of legend. Their raw take on garage rock is one of Atlanta's greatest exports. So we're going to talk about Southern food, the secrets of eating well on the road, and how to cure your worst hangover before you have to perform on stage. They also have a brand new album out called Satan's Graffiti or God's Art, which was produced by none other than Sean Lennon. We'll get some stories from those recording sessions, including what it was like to eat Japanese food with the one and only Yoko Ono. Yeah, I'm, I'm Jared. I uh, I play bass and sing in the Black Lips. Hi, I'm Cole, and I play guitar and sing as well in Black Lips. All right, so first off, uh, congratulations on your new album. Thanks. Thank you. You guys recorded this album upstate at Sean Lennon's compound. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, it was be- we were uh, just whisked away to the mountains, and it was beautiful, and Saw deer and turkey every morning and saw a beautiful sunset. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Every time when we were starting to record, we'd see the sun go down. Did you guys check for deer ticks? Actually, they wanted everyone wanted us to wear these special socks to walk down because I would always walk down to the studio and there's a lot of tall grass. I think I never wore I never wore the socks, but they said a lot of people get uh, what's that thing you get where you're tired? Yeah, Lyme disease. Sean got it. I have it. You oh, have right. it. He has too? it too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all about catching it early, though, right? Did you catch it early? Oh, no. you'd be really tired right now. I, right? I'm really tired all you the time. You are? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I heard they can't figure it out, you know? Yeah, you just got to, like, check under your armpits and wear socks. It's it's weird. Yeah. I used to get ticks all the time. Yeah, I guess we don't have Lyme disease in Georgia because I go paintballing all the time when I was a kid. I get ticks constantly. I even had my aunt one time had to. Well, I got one on my nuts, and I didn't know what to do. So eventually, like, when it started getting bigger, I finally was like, was like, hey, I don't know what to do about this. And she had to help me get it off. And that was kind of emasculating. Traumatizing. How'd she get it? With, like, a little... Match head. Oh, old school. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were out in the country. But uh, my cousin made fun of me for the rest of the summer for that. <laughs> so how long did it take you guys to record this album? 
I don't know. We went. Did we go two or three times or something? We went like two different sessions since we were we were touring and Sean was touring at the same time. So we went once in the spring and then everyone had to tour during the summer and then we finished it like, I guess like about one year ago. I think it's the first time we ever recorded the whole album at one place, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was the first time we ever did that. So walk me through like a normal day for you while you were recording. I'm more interested in the eating process during the day, but like walk me through your schedule. Yeah, Yeah, food was good. (laughs) We'd wake up in our cabin and there'd be a big spread of everything because we were a little pampered. There was a guy that brought us stuff. Yeah. And so there'd be snacks and apple cider vinegar and... Yeah, uh, and they have <laughs> Japanese delights too since they're a Japanese family. So yeah, we'd do a lot of miso soup and onigiri with plums. Yeah, we had like a rice maker in our in our thing so you could do the Japanese rice. Uh, oh, Sean ta- taught me this one thing. He would get like a, a rice. Oh, the raw or, egg? Yeah, throw a raw egg yeah, in, that, in the rice and then like mix it up and put a little soy sauce and it was really good. That sounds amazing. Yeah, soy sauce, raw egg rice. And then maybe some bonito flakes or something like that or seaweed flakes. That was really good. And then at night, like, they'd come in with, you know, one night we'd have an Italian night. Uh, you know, so they'd, they'd, they'd always have this guy cooking for us. And all they grow all the vegetables, so it was pretty... Yeah, they have a greenhouse. It was actually, like, good eating for being in the studio, because usually when you're, you're in the studio, you're just eating crap all the time. And so, yeah. But we were actually well-fed. Um, they, they got the, these really good pickles from New York. There were like, some kosher deli that was, like, really the best pickles I ever had. I would drink, like, the juice. I like drinking pickle juice. Wait, so what kind of typical stuff are you guys eating when you are in the studio? If you're not at, you know, well, it all depends. Like last time we recorded, we recorded down the street, uh, somewhere off of Bedford, for an album before, and there's this Japanese place across the street, and we used to always get stuff, and they had raw liver, and we got that, but we gave it to. Mark Ronson was recording our album, and so we had this song called Raw Meats. We're like, oh, you got to try, try the raw liver. And then he got sent to the hospital for that. We had to call his mom <laughs> oh, to pick him God. up. And No, he was like had like a 100-and-something degree temperature he got. I, we think it was that. Did you guys eat any of it, or you were just like, you Yeah, we did this. too, but we got trash can stomachs. I guess he didn't. <laughs> Wait, so yeah, describe, walk me through your average. What kind of stuff are you eating if you're at home, not on the road? Uh, if I'm at home... Uh, my girlfriend cooks for me all the time. She makes a lot of good... She's from uh, kind of a Portuguese part of the country, and she makes me a lot of Portuguese food. And uh, I don't really go out to eat very much. We just pretty much cook at home. I don't do it. I, like, cook the meat and stuff like that and do the dishes, but I don't really... I I can't cook myself, really. Uh, Yeah, like, we were talking about me and Jerry. We like a lot of, like... Like, people from other countries, they make, like, better food. You know, like, they have really good Mexican in Los Angeles, where I live, Peruvian. In Atlanta, we have a neighborhood called Buford Highway. It has a lot of, like, Vietnamese and stuff like that. Tell me more about Buford Highway. Do you guys well, go there? Well, Buford Highway is not southern food. I like southern food a lot. Yeah. Um, it's, it's harder to find in Atlanta now. Like, they actually, the restaurants that, the dining scene in Atlanta, I guess it's, uh, catching steam and people like it a lot. I personally don't like that. Even friends of mine who open restaurants, that's not really my thing because it's 200 bucks to go out anywhere. And they do like, oh, we got soul food. Soul food's supposed to be cheap. The reason soul food exists is because 
it was stuff poor people could make collard greens you know neck bones yeah i don't like when they try to make it all fancy and but now bougie. you can go to a place where you can get 19 dollar side of collard greens <laughs> and uh you can't get a normal beer everything's a tasty beer why can't you have what yeah. about a budweiser let's just do a budweiser yeah there's like gastronomical like foodie kind of thing it's kind of getting older like i, I yeah, it's annoying. It, it was already in the beginning when I'm starting. They call it farmer table. I like to call it barf to table. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they overdo everything and, like, think about things too much, I think. like. And it's like it's like food. bougie southern kids. Like, how can we fancy this up? Yeah, let's, like, it's good the first time you didn't have Yeah, we did, why did you fuck with it? We don't have to fuck with it at all. I understand you not wanting to make everything swim and fat back. Fine. <laughs> fair enough. I like my fat back, but... But, you know, you look at Buford Highway, which is one of the most, you know, culturally diverse places yes, in America. It it's true. kind of like L.A. is very sprawling with like mm -hmm. every kind of cuisine that you can mm -hmm. want. Um, I've never been to Buford Highway, but I've heard that the banh mi on Buford yeah, Highway yeah. is Yeah, crazy. Lee's Bakery has the best banh mi in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the most ethnically diverse place in the United States per like square mile or something like that. I read. It's a really ugly stretch of road. Yeah, it's that not gets hideous. Pretty. But, people uh, get hit on it really, really bad. Yeah, people, people try to cross the street they there. They try to cross and not do the red light because it's so long from one red light to the next. So these families like run across their kids and then they'll get hit. I, was th I thought we should build like one of those bridges over it so you could walk over. I was going to make like a foundation to make a bridge so people didn't <laughs> hit my cars. It's really dangerous. So if the mayor of Atlanta is listening, you heard it here first. Yeah. 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 Take that in, Kasim. Yeah. 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 Well, so yeah, you guys, really good banh mi. Yeah. I mean, because they have Western Chinese. Yeah, good food, Chinese right food like, too. Know. Yeah. What was that place that your mom used to really uh, like? Uh, uh, Chinese. Yeah, Japanese? she took me. Well, I went there one time with her for dinner, and you when you didn't go. Oh yeah. Was it a place with like ducks hanging in the window? No, it wasn't that one. It was the one Chef Lou's. Yeah, Chef Lou's. Yeah, that place is awesome. That place is. I've never had Chinese food that was like that. Yeah, they have like this that that one, and there's like another one like Western Chinese, and there's like Muslim Chinese restaurants, which is really interesting. Like you almost have like a kind of Middle Eastern flair, like lamb with like cumin and weird spices and stuff. I had a bull penis at one of those restaurants. That was weird. Delicious. It was kind of chewy. <laughs> it wasn't that it good. Chewy. I kind of just ate it for the novelty. <laughs> So you guys have known each other for over 20 years, right? Oh, all our lives almost. Yeah. yeah. So you know each other very well Since in a way like that... Thir 13 or something. That's a long time. Yeah. Some would say. I think your tastes kind of grow together, too, if you hang out with someone a long time. Like, yeah. we have, like, fine things together. When we first traveled Europe, you know, we learn about new things and... Yeah, we did. I kind of our taste buds grew together as well. Yeah. Like, I've noticed, too, if I have, like, a girlfriend, like, we'll kind of start eating similar... Like, she'll turn me on to something or I'll turn her on... I think if I clash too much with someone's food, like I can't hang out with them. Like, yeah, I, I, I have like, a, I have a strained relationship with a sibling of mine because he only eats like beige foods and <laughs> to the point where I won't go out. To, like he thinks Mexican food's crazy, so I, he loses a lot of respect points for me. Just he's like, you won't even try it. I had to trick him into uh, some of my friends are real big into hunting, so I have free meat most of the year in my freezer because they kill one buck and it's like ninety pounds. And he thought it was weird to eat deer meat, so I tricked him into eating a deer burger, and he loved it. And yeah. then afterwards, he was, like, <laughs> gagging, like, oh, oh, what's the, just the difference? It's a dead animal. It's, what's, if it was, like, it processed like. through McDonald's. Here, yeah, it's it. worse. Like, McDonald's <laughs> is way nastier than a beautiful buck that was raised on the land just eating 
nuts and leaves. So yeah. you guys have, I mean, because you have traveled the world together, tell me your interpretation of the other's palate and what the other is eating on the road. The other? Of each of you. I know exactly oh. what he's eating. He's eating soup everywhere he goes. Oh, yeah, I like soups a lot. It's just easier to digest for me, I think. I like drink a lot and have acid reflux. It's easier to stomach. So even in like 105 degrees, you're... Uh, yeah. Well, in Vietnam, I heard too, they'll, they'll eat the pho because I like you sweat and then it cools you off. In Thailand, they're eating yeah, like brutal. the hottest shit. I mean, it's like 110 degrees outside and the hottest soups you could ever imagine. That's breakfast. I guess you're supposed to like sweat it out. Even yeah. in the Middle East, you drink like hot tea when it's... Yeah, Super the other theory out. I heard too is that you start off like really hot in the day and then everything after that's cooler than what you started with, so it feels better. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. After. So what are what are you eating? You eat soup. Oh, what, 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 yeah. What is he eating? eating? Yeah. Well, today we we were able to eat. <laughs> I had a well, I had a mild freak out and jumped out of the van while it was moving because it's hard to get food on tour <laughs> and tour manager. He eats bad. Okay. Let me just get a little bit off my chest here about our tour manager. You're supposed to eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper. He does it the opposite. He'll starve himself all day, and then right before he goes to bed, just gorge himself. And that is not good for your your inner clock. I know I I do a lot of things that aren't good for me, but um, he just does it opposite. So I kind of had to freak out because it's hard to... What I eat on the road is anything I can get in my mouth because every, it's always rushed to get everywhere. Oh, we're in such a hurry all the time. So now I'm not going to eat. So I kind of admitted I did have a freak out, and I flung the van door open and jumped out <laughs> while it was moving and then sat on a bench and refused to move. Yeah, we get in fights with our tour manager, managers a lot about wanting to stop to eat. Tour managers hate food. They hate eating. Because they have to be somewhere like, like a sound <laughs> check. It's like, something. well, what if I show up there and I'm dead? There's no show then, and yeah. then you're out of a job. Yeah, I like being late. <laughs> Who cares? Well, yeah, being so late's cool. Do you guys snack? I mean, because surely, like, if you stop at a gas station, like, what are you, what are you grabbing? Hot fries. Ooh. I like those. Yeah. Boiled peanuts if you're in the right part yeah, of the Yeah, boiled peanuts I like. That's a southern thing. Uh, beef jerky, that'll last you. That doesn't go bad. Yeah, we do a lot of jerky. <laughs> can hide that all over. I got a lot. My, uh, my girlfriend snuck in a big bag of candy because i'm not going to be there for halloween so she put a bag of the halloween candy which i just found this morning thanks meredith <laughs> all right so let's talk about riders because everyone has an interesting rider what is on yours socks that's number one socks whiskey beer and water we had i think for a while i don't know if we saw it we had uh, fresh coconuts with a machete so we could cut them open and drink the coconut juice sounds we had Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, which we got one time. I can't remember where. I think it was up here in the Windy Apple. I think it was when we did that 
thing at the Webster Hall before Green Day played upstairs. And then I forgot who paid for it. Spin, I think, like paid for it or something. Yeah, we got Sports Illustrated. Um, hey, we got SIGs. In Europe, we have an English newspaper. That's about it. Or is it isn't that crazy? We used to have condoms, but now we have girlfriends, so we don't need that anymore. Well, all right. I want to talk about a couple different artist writers and get your perspective to see, like, if you could choose whose writer you want to deal with, who would it be? So first off, uh, Trent Reznor has the following, which is two boxes of cornstarch, Budweiser, Bud Light, very good red wine, soft drinks, Gatorade. What's up with the That's starch? That's reasonable. What's cornstarch? Yeah. Oh, he starches yeah. his pants. I've always wanted to do that. What is cornstarch? Everything's reasonable except for the cornstarch. That's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little funny. Let's <laughs> have your mom put, pack that for you. <laughs> I heard Marilyn Manson would get like a raw a raw steak, but he wouldn't eat it. It was just like freak people out. Like, ooh, he eats this like T-bone. He actually has raw. a good writer. I don't have it on here, but I know that he has like absinthe and really good wine. And he, strangely, I don't know. It yeah. sounded kind of appealing. All right, so. I think we don't have anything fancy, really. We have red wine, but I, I just assumed they wouldn't give us something if we wanted if it was too fancy. I think if we were as big as them, I'd probably ask for some crazy shit. All right, so Metallica asks for hot breakfast for 100 people, oh, which damn. must include a lot of fresh fruit. That's like a catering company you need at that point. Yeah. Damn. I just This is inspiration for you guys in the future, by the way. Yeah. So two gallons of every juice you can think of. <laughs> Nine or so different brands of cereal, assorted sodas, and Gatorade. Hot coffee that must be kept very, very hot. Also, I'm That's noticing... Lars. That's totally Lars talking. <laughs> <laughs> also, everyone seems to like Gatorade. That's like a key. I like Gatorade when I'm hungover, which is like right now. Yeah, it's like really good. As I can't hold down the water, usually. But Gatorade, I can't hold down for some reason. Coconut Except water. electrolytes. We were on a coconut water tip no, for a while. We, we kind of got bullshit. over it. <laughs> yeah, we heard it doesn't hydrate you much more, and it makes you shit your pants if you've been drinking. So it's kind of overhyped, we found out. We fell for it for a minute, though. I- I'm still falling for it. I'm well, really if honest. you can get fresh <laughs> to it, on our writer, we have fresh coconuts. If we yeah, get a real coconut, that's where it's at. Yeah. That, yeah, you can't fuck with that. All right, so Cher requires black solo cups, lily, fresh lilies, Diva. M&M's, uh, Soda and any kind of alcohol and pizza. I thought she'd have some more highfalutin shit for a you diva. You would think, right? It's a simple diva. But a basic. I, I think Grace Jones really takes it all. Yeah. So what she got? six bottles of Cristal Champagne, three bottles of French vintage red wine. That's what I'm talking about. Three bottles of French vintage white wine, two dozen oysters. Oh, on take, ice. I want yeah. her writer. She's unopened. We just played a festival with her last oh, year. Oh, so she shucks them herself? She requires an oyster shucker, uh, as in an oyster knife, to shuck them. It's unclear if she shucks them herself. There is one thing to a writer. You never know what you can get until you ask, so it's like, why not try? They can always (laughs) mark it off, you know? So she might as well just try. She, I mean, she's clearly <laughs> like an oyster connoisseur because she also I love needs. Oysters. That's my favorite food. I mean, it's the greatest. I want to hang out with her. We did a festival with her last year in LA. She was great. I mean, you guys, do you know how to shuck oysters? Yeah, yeah. We um, just gotta watch out because you get Hep C if you fuck up. <laughs> we had a we have an annual thing we we're gonna start. We did it once. We're gonna keep doing it with our buddy King Khan, where we get a bushel and we get like a vintage wine and we just shuck them all night. I kind of learned how to shuck them the last time. There's always that hard one that you can't get. 
that drove, would drive us all crazy. Then you just gotta set it down and move on to the next one. There's the two methods, there's the back one and then the side method. And there's certain knives, there's two knives for both those methods, I believe. So I wanna get that knife really bad. You need to, yeah, I think you should open it. It's just a, a dull knife. Yeah. It's just that you can buy special, special ones for that. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, I guess it's just a shucker. So if y- the idea that like these writers reflect the artists, what do you think your writer says about you guys? We're just simple guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of makes us not, not a flattering look on us. I want that uh, uh, Super Nintendo Classic on my writer. You'd I've been be, eyeing that. Those are hard to get. You should, yeah, you should have video games yeah. on your writer. See, I mean, like, I love Sea Urchin. I'd like to ask that, but I don't trust just anybody bringing no, that to me. No, you have to bring that. You have to catch that yourself. Yeah, it's like, I don't... Maybe you should have, like, a seafood tower on your writer. That's the <laughs> that vibe was, yeah, I'm I getting. just imagine it, like, sitting out and festering all day. <laughs> and I'm just, yeah, because <laughs> we've gotten deli trays backstage that's, that are off. And if you can fuck up broccoli, then I don't want you to mess with shellfish. <laughs> <laughs> One smart thing you got to ask her, our European term manager, Todd says, always ask for local specialties. Because one time we were like in uh, Spain and these guys were like munching on all this. They were the opening act and they had a better writer than us. All this chorizo and like... Uh, um, oh yeah, they had all wet that and all these great sausages. I was like, why don't we just had this like basic? And we had Doritos, cheese like American cheese <laughs> with the plastic because we were American. They like thought we wanted that, or, and it was because our writer says like we wanted like ham and cheese or something, but we wanted that. And he's like, you have to ask for local specialties on your writer. Yeah, you can't like in in the states not so much, but when you're over, they do like, like in right, Europe yeah. or South America, then you can ask like. I'm sure y'all got something interesting from around here. I mean, you can't be doing that in Pennsylvania or Ohio. But yeah. Uh, Get some. Wind up with Scrapple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I like Scrapple. <laughs> Get some cheddar. We I love don't Scrapple. Know. Yeah, some cheese. So, all right, where are some of the greatest cities that you enjoy being in, despite the fact that my, you're working My all favorites the time? are New Orleans, Montreal, Tokyo, Berlin, Istanbul. Um, yeah, Istanbul's Mexico City and Istanbul. Are two of my favorites as well. Lisbon's pretty great. Yeah, Lisbon's grown on me a lot lately. Uh, uh, Paris is pretty fun. Bordeaux. I really like Cape Town. Mm. I mean, all the cities are fun except for the. There's very few cities that truly suck. And Every I'm not gonna name any of those. Major <laughs> Latin American city I've been to is pretty awesome. Yeah, we did Bogota. That was wild. I kind of like. I I hate to say, it, but the bigger the city is, kind of like the better. Like, that's why I like Istanbul and Mexico City so much. They're just massive. And you just have something for everybody. And they have more, they have better 24-hour culture and, and really big cities, which I like. Because I'm a late, late owl. So since you're a late, a late night yeah, owl. I live on the dark side of the earth. Well, what's your hangover cure? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I like pickle juice and uh, I think that helps me retain the water. My, I gotta drink stuff <clears throat> too. Mine's a beer for... Hear the dog? Yeah, just a beer, just to, just to get through, and then you just, I like sweating a ton, like, especially if it's, if it's summer in Atlanta or somewhere where it's hot, sweat the shit out of it, and then just keep drinking gallons and gallons of water. Yeah. You just keep going, like, the worst thing for a hangover is laying there and uh, whining about it. Getting in the ocean, because like, the yeah, ocean is really cold, it, like, shocks you. Yeah, the oceans. It makes you feel like. But don't you think, like, so I lived in New Orleans for about 10 oh, years. I drink their asses after I yeah. leave sick every time. 
Yeah, but it, don't you think, especially because you're from Atlanta, because it's so hot, there is something to, like, sweating and drinking. Yeah, it goes away. Yeah. yeah if you go outside and it's <laughs> 90 degrees with 100% humidity, hangover's gone. <laughs> yeah, you just got to restore some, like, water. And in New Orleans, you're going to have a drink when you wake up anyhow. Oh, they have the best drinks, too. I like the, I love Bloody Marys and uh, Ramos Gin Fizzes. Thank you so much to Cole Alexander and Jared Swilly of The Black Lips, David Merrick here at Vice for setting this up, and as always, thanks so much to my incredible podcast producer, Phil Domhofsky. Satan's Graffiti or God's Art is out now on Vice Records. Go check it out. If you've been listening to the show, you already know about our very first cookbook. It's called Munchies, Late Night Meals from the World's Best Chefs. It is the greatest cookbook that has ever been created, but I'm completely biased. It's filled with 65 recipes from your favorite chefs. You can order a copy online, or even better, buy it in person and support a local retailer. You'll find it wherever books are sold. As always, you can get all of our delicious Munchies content over at munchies.tv. Hit us up at Munchies on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook too. And if you like the show, Show some love and rate it on iTunes. It really does help us out. I'm Helen Holliman. I'll talk to y'all real soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.